Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I thought you were going to say it was Welcome Wendy's to- with the bag boys. Oh. Welcome to fish yeah. fry season. Yes, yeah. yes. So uh, tomorrow, tomorrow's Mardi Gras. Yep. Uh, Fat Tuesday and then Ash Wednesday. You guys can come over and have uh, some etouffee at the Hanley household. It's a okay. tradition. We do it. It's uh, wife That's makes, right. She, make, she makes plenty. Tomorrow? Uh, we got the. We got the. Okay, here you want to know a little uh, good secret. If you like hush puppies, and get some poochkies. Well, if you like hush puppies, though, okay, Walmart of all places. Walmart, oh, of course, has yeah. great hush puppies. Like they're frozen. They have the deli food. No, oh, no, no, no. They're okay. frozen. They have okay. their their own brand that's uh, frozen, and then you know, you know put them in the air fryer. Oh, I don't know. You, you guys know how I feel about hush puppies too. Oh, I, I, I remember. thought they were very much overrated at Long John Silver's. Uh, this might be the wor- maybe the one of the worst food takes you're going to hear all day. Uh, Walmart and you hush puppies better than Long John Silver's hush puppies. Okay. Yep. Just saying. I wish I could give an opinion on that. Yeah, but just I try them. If, if you're ever, if you guys are ever feeling like you want to have hush puppies and you find yourself at a Walmart, just give it a try and see. see I also uh, haven't been to a Long John Silver since John Elway was. Playing. I have not been to a Long John Silver's in a very long time. What did they turn the Long John Silver's into on Saddle Creek? It's a. It's like a Doctor John's now or something. Uh no. Okay. Be Psychic. Seventy second. That'd be an odd um, transition. I think there used to be a Long John Silver. It looks like I was I drove by there the other day. Um, so last night watching the Super Bowl and you know it was the game drug on and it was after ten thirty on the East Coast when the game came to an end. Mm-hmm. So people are upset because it was a school night. I think we are going to trend towards because everything is about money. We're going to have eighteen games in the NFL. Every team's going to get two bye weeks and they will push the Super Bowl back to President's yep. Weekend. So yeah. I said that last night. For the majority of the country, you will have a Monday off. Yeah, I said this last night after the game was over, uh, and this is not to discount any of our uh, folks who maybe work a little bit of a later Monday shift, like maybe you're 9, maybe you're like Connor, you're you know 10 or our afternoon show. I just said I think anybody who has to work at 8 or before should have the day off. If you're, an, if you're more later in the day, yeah, I like you that get, idea. You don't get the day off. I like that us. idea. Hey, we should also mention last night, um, because they have been a storyline, and it's been a storyline across America with our sports, is uh, I thought the officiating was good last night. I, I did too. I thought so too. And I thought Tony they're, Romo was okay last night too. They're not a, the, the officials aren't a storyline this morning. Mm-hmm. I didn't get a rigged email. Two of the I biggest problems in uh, NFL this year were uh, Tony Romo and the officials. Neither one was a story last night, in my opinion. Now, one second on Romo. Okay. Back to the officials. <laughs> I can't all be good. Hold on. Here was the story of the officials is... There were a lot of officials on the field that were not actually working the game. Yes, like any yes, time coming out on the sidelines. Yeah, you know they've got they the black jackets on. Yeah, they all have you know that that's like their replacement, mm-hmm. and they're on both sidelines. But anytime there was like a skirmish, yeah. they didn't let the guys on the field take care of it. You'd see you'd see like six officials come running on the field to try and break things up. Yeah, I thought something was happening more than what. My eyes were telling me. I'm like, oh, is, is this escalating to something? Did somebody like pull out a shiv or something? Because, yeah, you would keep seeing, I would call them the black coats. They kept coming out and like making sure, okay, all right, everybody go to their respective areas and sidelines. It, it happened like at least three or four times in the game that I noticed. Uh, it was just like. It was weird. They were coming out of nowhere. Yeah. I'm like, whoa. 
But they were not a storyline. I mean, no. there was a couple of questionable things, but not to the extent of that we're talking about them this morning. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're barely talking to, about the officials at all. No. We still don't know in this world what a catch and a no catch is. But back to Romo. So I didn't like at the end he kind of stepped all over the touchdown. I just think he has been – he's got so many people in his ear. He's all over the place. Yeah, He's not as – you know, he wasn't as exuberant yesterday. Mm-hmm. But, man, he really affects – and I've said this for a while, Jim Nance. Because Romo is so herky-jerky with his <laughs> delivery and yeah. what he gets into – that I think it throws Nance off. And I and that and that was yesterday. Now, they they were better than they have been, but I still man, the Nance Romo pairing has taken a step back. And I and I think Tony's got a lot of people in his ear about hey, you know, try and scale it back or don't do this, that you can tell. He yeah. he wants to go there and then he doesn't, and then you're like, What did he just say? But I yeah. I didn't like what he he kind of stepped all over the the hardman and the confusion that went on, you know, with the overtime. Right. Uh, it was okay. It wasn't, he was better than it was. Been, yes. But, but he wasn't, that That didn't feel like a Super Bowl broadcast. No, but I think I went in expecting that. And that's probably why I was actually pleasantly surprised because you brought, you were the first one to bring my attention to listen to Nance now. And it, you, you noticed it this year a lot. And I did. And man, there was, there was like the overexcited Jim Nance, which is not the Jim Nance that I want. And then there was the Jim Nance that would have awkward conversation transitions based on something Tony Romo said. Even times coming out of commercial, there would be like a there would be a promo for something, and then you know Romo would mention it, and then all of a sudden Jim Nance could not transition because of based on what Romo said. So again, I think I just thought the worst of last night, and it turned out to be not so bad. So I think that's and, and Tony Romo actually there was a few moments of the game where I thought he did bring up something that was well timed, but it gave you a little bit of that X player insight, but it wasn't so over the top of like ah football's great. Hey, they, so yeah. they they went out of their way to avoid any f- officiating stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, also, CBS has done this. They don't, they don't show you replays. That's Not like, as many, yeah. Like right. there was a on their halftime show, Boomer Esiason intimated that San Francisco had an illegal man downfield, which mm-hmm. was not true. But there was no, no video. There was no video yeah. to say, okay, this is what he's looking at. Now, show me. I heard that Boomer went back and he said, "Hey, I made a mistake," but they didn't follow that up, and that's a problem with CBS. Mm-hmm. I don't think they show enough replays. Boomer, you did make a mistake. You um, should have gotten a touchdown. Bill, so Bill, Bill Cower is so good. Mm-hmm. He is so, him and Nate Burleson are so good on that set. And was his jacket velvet? Did he yes. have a black yeah. a suede or velvet jacket? He, he pulls off the suede. That yeah, a boy. Yeah. I mean, he's got the chin and the yeah, suede. He does. I, I love Bill Cower. I liked him when he was at the Steelers. I think he's, you know, and he's he's a lot further down the road. His transition to TV. Yeah. He is so comfortable now. He was teaching at and halftime. He, and he's it. another guy that you don't talk about that much when it comes to analysts and breakdowns, but it's a, it's a good thing because anymore when we talk about the analysts and we bring them up in discussions because of, Oh my God, did you hear what he just said? Or like, this isn't good. Bill Cowher has been such a constant and a staple there too, that when he does speak, he, he it's a, it is, it's that yeah. perfect blend of presentation, but again, coaches knowledge, what he's seen in the game. And I also thought they all handled it well. there on the CBS uh, pregame, halftime, postgame set of the spiky hair of J.J. Watt. <laughs> Some thought J.J. Watt was wearing a wig. It kind of looked like it, actually. It actually did look like he it. It like, was a little darker, too. Uh, yeah, he looked like, uh, what's his name from Dodgeball? Did, did you, by Pe- the Pepper way? Pepper Brooks? <laughs> 
did. Kind of. Gary, I thought of you in the afternoon. I mean, obviously after the game. Well, but thank you. Did, did, did you Does watch the NFL know? Today thing? <laughs> uh, so I didn't, I didn't get on to the pregame until about 4 o'clock. The NFL Today thing worth going back and watching when you get a nap. Is this the, is this the Hangover? So they did a spinoff on the Hangover. I know. Oh, oh no 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 no! Uh, I'm talking about the history of the NFL. Oh, okay. Was this the Kelsey oh, thing wearing where, the the Musburger? Yes. Okay, I do have that recorded. That's Thank good. You. Yeah. You're gonna like Thank it. You. Thank you. They, they hey, I knew you'd appreciate. They're it. open with Sinatra mm-hmm. and the families. Yeah. I that's where I started to get like. Okay, I got the yeah. feels. This is different Kelsey from your your normal and, game and broadcast. Yeah. yeah. No, I. Uh, th- th- again, little quirky things. I just I went in expecting the worst with the CBS product. <laughs> You're because, hanging out with me too much. <laughs> well, just because of the, the Romo Nance thing has been so clunky this year, it really has. And I'm still on Team Greg Olson. Want my man to be in that in that booth every year. He would have known be. the overtime rules. He would have, and he probably would explain him in a way that I think the entire audience would have too. But it wasn't as bad as I thought. It, Nance was fine. Romo was a little more subdued that I thought was good. Was it a big-time broadcast field? No. But it was better than what it's been. Like, Nance, his best game in probably the last handful of months on CBS, I think was actually the AFC Championship game. I think he was much better. He didn't let Romo impact him that much. Romo, I thought, was better this time around. All right, here is uh, Michigan Lance. Good morning. Good good morning, boys. Good good morning. Lance, we're on the clock. Bears are on the clock. Yes, and... Gary, congratulations. Thank you. You're you're in a position right now where you're like the old Patriots fan where you just know, hey, man, you guys are going to pull it out until you don't. And so going into every game and every championship, Super Bowl, knowing you're going to win. So yeah. I'm, I'm sure that's a great feeling. Uh, uh, yes, it is. They've, they've, well, won, they've, hey. won, they've won the three Super Bowls. They've won as a one, two, and three seed. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. And this is their worst team. Like, this team was horrible. And they still had drops, Horrible. and they still win the Super Bowl. Yeah, they had, <laughs> in, they, in the Super Bowl they had drops. They, they were they were flawed and flawed. There you go. I mean, I, I think yeah. I was hard on them all season because of the offense, not realizing, man, they had a really really good defensive coordinator who coordinated a hell of a defense throughout the season. And and you got number fifteen at yep. the mm-hmm. end of the day. Yep, that's the uh, difference maker. All that stuff don't matter. Listen, let's just keep it simple. All right. All that stuff doesn't matter. You got 15 yep. at the end of the day because the 49ers have the better team. They just don't have number 15. Right. <laughs> they don't yeah. have the quarterback. And so, you know, and so now when you talk about, hey, the Bears on the clock, like, what does everybody else do? Who is going yep. to be, uh, who's gonna, who is going to be a Peyton Manning or a uh, Eli Manning or a, um, Ben Roethlisberger, like who's gonna be a guy to 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 get a Super Bowl during this dynasty, like during the Patriot dynasty? And we don't. I mean, I I wouldn't go with Brock Purdy. I don't think he can be that. I wouldn't go with uh like Justin Fields. Like yeah, get rid. Hey man, I'll get rid of Justin Fields. Like or I mean, I don't know. It, it's just tough, man. Like. It's tough. Like, you can't – you have to have the guy. You can't yeah. – I mean, 49ers prove you can have the best team in the world except the best quarterback and still lose. Like, they built it up a different way. And so, now they got two Super Bowl losses. So, like, 
what do you do as a, I mean, some organizations don't care, but yeah, yeah do do your Bears? Hey, let's like let's mine. go all in. Let's get Caleb Williams and try to. I mean, they should, but the way they made their moves and hiring coaches and offensive coordinators and like that was horrible. So, man, it, it's tough out here. Well, and it's you know what it's like, man. When you when you fan on a what you think is a franchise quarterback, the the great stat from yesterday is if you go back to the draft a couple of years ago. The only two quarterbacks that have started in playoff games are Brock Purdy and Skylar Thompson, the two quarterbacks that were picked last yep. in that draft. Wow. Wow. I mean <laughs> But you have yeah, to pair I mean, it you, know. you have to pair it with the head coach. Like mm-hmm. like yeah. Andy Reid has a big brain. He needed Patrick yeah. Mahomes instincts and everything else that goes with right. him. Like vice versa. They needed each other, but you yeah. have to you have to that that pair that pairing of the head coach and his quarterback is so important and that's why like a team like Houston I think they got it right with the Miko Ryans yeah. and CJ Stroud totally agree so it gives yeah, them hope yeah man yeah you better yeah, you better watch I mean they they leapfrog the AFC South so fast like the Jaguar you know nobody expected that the Jag Jaguar is supposed to be next and now look yeah. like now they look further away than closer yeah. you know it's it's uh like you said, you got to get that head coach and quarterback right. I don't think Brock they don't pay Brock Purdy, do they? That, he's not the franchise guy. I don't think he. I never thought he was a franchise guy. I, I thought. I mean, I just think that's a plug and play position at the Forty ers Yeah, and they haven't found the guy to get them over the top. And I think you keep searching until you get it. Well, and, and guys, I would I would throw this too with the quarterback conversation. If you look at all the past Super Bowl winners. It's either been an elite quarterback that has led his team to a Super Bowl victory or, and I got two examples for you, two quarterbacks that in the moment played elite, Nick Foles and then Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco did not throw a pick in that entire postseason. He put himself in that team in a position to where he was playing, at least in a small pocket, elite level, just like Nick Foles. We're never going to confuse Joe Flacco and Nick Foles as elite quarterbacks. But they showed exactly. the ability to do that when it mattered. The rest of the quarterbacks that have won, they're all elite level quarterbacks. Yep, exactly, exactly. So we'll, man, we'll see. I mean, this this is interesting, man. This, this is going to be interesting in the next decade. Like, who's gonna who's who's gonna be the first to get one, and who can get a couple, or how many are gonna be able to get in there? Because when this is the Chiefs' worst team, I mean, like literally, their guys can't catch passes. Even Kelsey this year didn't catch the ball well. And they won a Super Bowl. Like it's tough out here. Yeah, it's a, it's just like the Patriots with the run with Tom Brady. Look at how many great yep. teams and quarterbacks that Brady stood in front of that did not get mm-hmm. a Super Bowl or multiple Super Bowls. Yep. It's the same thing. Right. The Burroughs, the yep. Allens, the Lamar Jacksons. Uh, what Philadelphia's gone through two two cycles of the Niners. Kansas City has stood yep. in the way. Yeah, man, that's about to happen. Hey, you guys have a good one. Talk hey, to you later. Thanks, Lance. I think that in this day and age, if you are to again, there's there's no betting, and this was it was a no brainer to me this last week of who do I think is going to win, and I think you said this on Friday. Don't overthink it when it comes to the quarterback matchup, and it just might be that, and it was again. Brock Purdy was fine, but he wasn't exceptional. You need to be exceptional when you have either the lead or you need to come back, and you have to keep fifteen in check. Not that he's actually defending Patrick Mahomes. But you do not give that offense opportunities for 15 to hurt you in those key moments. And that's why I, if you just go back to the last 20 years of Super Bowl winning quarterbacks, 
very few are not on that elite list or guys that you're like, okay, you're going to win because of him. But you did have two guys that knew how to play big-time playoff football. Careers wouldn't be considered elite, but playoff presence in those moments gave you exactly what you need in that position. So when I think of who is going to to dethrone the Kansas City Chiefs, whether it's in their own division, in that conference, or in a Super Bowl, the quarterback play has to be exceptional. There's no question. It's not You're not going to bring in like a, a Trent Dilfer Ravens-type defense yeah. and expect to win that type of a game against a team like the Chiefs as long as 15 is the quarterback. As long as Kyle Shanahan's not going against Andy Reid in the Super Bowl, he might have a shot. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't believe in running the ball. Hey, I got a shirt for him I should have worn yesterday. <laughs> well, John Harbaugh, too. All right, mornings with Sharp and Handland, 1620 The Zone. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.